0: episode 149 the big problem with long-term plans you're listening to the game changers with jason jennings leadership lessons in speed productivity growth innovation and reinvention now here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker jason jennings and your host dale dixon Welcome to The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. Great to be alongside you, Jason Jennings. Uh, Dale, it's great to be back with you. And Wasn't that last episode with Sean Hunter great? Man, if you have not had a chance to go back and listen or watch that episode where we talked to Sean Hunter about taking his kids along with some friends on a bicycle trip across the United States, it is worth going back and listening
1: hey- and uh, we're going to be having some fascinating guests coming up as well. But today, it's a duo, you and I.
0: Fantastic. All right. So um, I'm, I'm loving this idea as we we talk with Jason Jennings. We're going to remind folks, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, USA Today, bestselling author. He's got eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, and reinvention. And uh, we're diving into this idea of all of the problems with long-term planning. and I have to tell you, when somebody tells me that we need a five-year strategic plan, um, my eyes roll back in my head, and I think, are you not watching what's going on around us right now and the the speed of change? So this is a, a great topic that I'm passionate about. Lead us into
1: it. All right. Well, there, there are two reasons we're talking about this today. Um, as most of our viewers and listeners know, over the course of a typical year, I'll conduct somewhere between 800 and 1,000 interviews with CEOs, leading executives, leading entrepreneurs, company owners in preparation for speeches and his research. And I still hear, Dale, a lot of people, uh, when I ask the question, uh, you know, where are you trying to take the company? Well, our, our five-year plan is to go from a $1 billion company to a $5 billion dollar company or our long-term plan is to go from one location to 25 locations and like you my eyes always roll back but what's interesting is when I began in business one of the first things I was taught was the need for this three-year plan and this five-year plan and you couldn't borrow money I mean you couldn't you couldn't get off the dime unless you had this five-year plan so so, so that's been kind of puttering around in my brain for the last several weeks because I still continue to hear it so much. But then here's what happened. Uh, I'm going to be doing uh, – I'm leaving tomorrow. You're traveling too. I, I'm heading to Amelia Island Plantation where I'm going to be doing a keynote speech for a wonderful company, and I'll reveal and talk about who they are next week. Uh, but what they did is they bought a copy of – Think Big, Act Small uh, for uh, all the attendees, a couple of thousand people. And uh, so I'm going to be autographing uh, all those books. And so I thought, I better get up to speed on Think Big, Act Small. And so I was actually reading it, and all of a sudden, there was the whole chapter about the fallacies and the problems with long-term plans. So that's what brought it to the forefront and why we're talking about it today, because I still hear about it a lot, and because there's just a lot of great stuff about the problem with long-term plans in think big act small well w- w- one of the big things is, uh, is is the words of Helmuth von Molke uh, come to mind when talking about long term plans and I, I know you 've heard the quote even if it, you haven 't heard it attributed to him. he was a German military strategist, and he says that no battle plan will ever survive contact with the enemy. Well, that's one of the reasons that there's a problem with five-year plans or long-term plans, because uh, you're going to be encountering the enemy in many, many forms along the way, and no plan is going to survive contact with the enemy. So I jotted down what I believe to be our seven of the the big problems uh, that I witness and that I see and that I've written about with long-term plans. Uh, The first one is that if you've got a three to five-year plan, very often it locks you into resource allocations. Uh, new buildings new people new distribution centers that might not even happen and when you go out and borrow vast sums of money for resource allocation for things that might not happen very often i mean you're going to get caught in a very very bad way and that's why so many of these companies that build four and five billion dollar headquarters they're not borrowing money to do that. I mean, they're, they're doing that out of cash flow. They're doing that out of capital reserves. So one, long-term plans lock you into resource allocations and there might never be a need for the places you're allocating the resources. Uh, number two, and I see this so often, the plan often becomes more important than today, more important than tomorrow, and more important than the customers. And so the only reason that you're going to have a three year future or a five year future is if you take care of today, tomorrow, this week, and this month. And so. When the plan becomes more important than today's performance and your customers, you're certainly in trouble. You wanted to say so, something. Yeah, I
0: was going to say, this, this is like the sunk cost theory in that exactly. we have invested so much time in the plan, we don't want to give it up even though our current circumstances and what we see happening in the immediate future show us we need to take a drastically different direction.
1: And I see it happen all over again. The other, uh, the next one, I, number three, I have a lot of personal experience with having served on a number of boards a number of years ago. Uh, I was not an investor, but I was asked to serve on a, on a board of directors of a company. And uh, they, the first thing they did, and, and what they were is they were going to auction off airtime on radio stations and television stations, eliminate salespeople, and everybody was going to essentially bid on, on, on advertising. And, and it was an interesting concept a little bit ahead of its time. But I remember at the first board of directors meeting, I knew the company was in trouble because everybody was talking about their five-year plan. And in five years, what their exit strategy was, and they were all going to have billions of dollars. Dale, they were already building the beachside homes. They were already buying the yachts. I mean, all they could talk about was what they were going to do with the money. And that's the third problem with long-term plans, greed. Very frequently takes over. Gre- personal greed takes over, I mean, when you start living where you think you're going to be or want to be five years down the road. Number even four. If you, don't,
0: if you don't want to call it greed, it's the optimism bias in
1: that, well, we've planned for this and of course it's going to happen because we planned for it. Ha- yeah, of course it's going to happen. I'm going to have the yacht and I'm going to have the beachfront home. Now, here's number four, and it's a big one. When you've got this long term plan, And it becomes clear you're not going to achieve the long term plan. There's a crisis of confidence in the leaders who sold the people the plan. I mean, if they sold you this bill of goods of where you were going to be or where they were going to take you, and all of a sudden it's not happening or it's not going to happen, there's a real crisis of confidence. I don't know how you recover from that one. Number five, investors lose confidence. Uh, I always talk in my speeches about the fact that you know, smart money does not stick around for a long, long time. And if you tell Wall Street, if you tell investors, this is where we're going to be in three years and this is where we're going to be in five years, and you sell them that argument and they come on board at the first inclination, and I'm talking about the first quarterly inclination that you're not going to achieve a long-term plan, you're abandoned. I mean, you're just cut loose. So investors lose confidence. Uh, Number six, um, once you get a herd going in a certain direction, it's really hard to challenge or change the direction of the herd. So you have to be very, very careful about which direction you're sending the herd in. If you're sending the uh, the herd in a direction of this long-term three- or five-year plan that you've got, and it becomes obvious that that's not where you're going to be going, that's no longer where you're going to be heading, how in the world do you change the direction of the herd? And... And the big, the the worst thing about long-term plans is it can blind blind you to reality. Just absolutely blind you to reality because you want the long-term plan to happen so badly that you don't recognize the signs that it's not going to happen. You lose sight of reality. So those are the seven reasons why long-term plans uh, just are. are, are are not applicable uh, anymore. And so what do you do instead? And so then I started thinking about some of the people that I've been privileged to spend time with and interview for the book. And so I continued reading, and this is not the big sales job, but I continued reading uh, the paperback edition, the revised updated paperback edition of Think Big, Act Small. And I was thinking about Dot Foods. Uh, When I interviewed Dot Foods, they were about a a billion dollar company. Uh, They are now a six billion dollar company. I mean, just double digit growth all the time. But I was asking Pat Tracy, uh, who at the time was their chairman and CEO uh, one of the family members uh, about long term planning. And he said, let me tell you a story. He said we had our first annual shareholders meeting and he said we didn't have an office big enough to have it because there were six of us and so we held it in the Knights of Columbus club room and he said during the meeting he said I walked up to a blackboard and I wrote the number 100 down and everybody said what's that Pat and Pat said that's a hundred million maybe we'll get there one day, but let's just concentrate on today. He said, we've never had a long-term problem. He said, you know, you could dream about it briefly. And he said, then you have to let it go. Medline Enterprises, I remember a $9 billion company. I identified them and wrote about them in the book when they were doing $2 billion. And I remember asking Charlie Mills, uh, the CEO and the president, I said, uh, you're doing $2 billion right now. Can you ever imagine taking the company to four $4 billion dollars and he said no he said that let me tell you what we're going to do he said we can't imagine it he said we're doing two billion now he said let me tell you what we can't imagine we can imagine executing well we can imagine staying debt-free and we can imagine continuing to provide team members and our customers a better future. He said, if we do that, our revenues will be exactly what they deserve to be. He said, I'm never going to put together a plan with Chinese math. I mean, that says we're going to be here or there. We're just going to execute treat everybody well and stay debt-free. And here they are now, a $9 billion company. And then I remember David O'Reilly, who was still the chairman of of O'Reilly Automotive, uh, with 56 out of 57 years of double-digit growth. I think one of the most outstanding companies that has ever been created. And they started with one store in Springfield, Missouri. And they were having one of their first annual meetings. And somebody said, "Uh, do you think we'll ever get to 100 stores? And they agreed at that time, we will never have some far away, distant target. We're just going to keep doing what we do and do it well. And then I remember Dr. Jim Goodnight at SAS, the world's fourth largest software company, He said the problem with long-term plans is they just bog you down like an anchor. He said it doesn't make any sense to have long-term plans. So then, So what do you do instead? And I would suggest you do six things. Number one, you figure out what you do and you do it well. Number two, you figure out how to do it profitably. Number three, you stay debt free. Number four, you treat all the stakeholders very well. Number five, you zig and zag as required uh, by customers, technology, capital and innovation. And then, of course, just as the title of the book says, you think big, but you uh, always act small. Those are my thoughts on the subject.
0: And once again, we get back to a principle-based approach to making
1: decisions moving forward. And you know what's exciting, Dale? What's what's so exciting to me is it's now becoming more commonplace than it is the exception. I mean, as few as five or ten years ago, there was so much BS in business and so many buzzwords in business. And I mean... it's really getting there. I mean, CEOs are increasingly becoming enlightened for a lot of reasons. They understand what's important. Uh, and and it, it, it's happening. I, I can sense that those 800 uh, telephone interviews I have every single year uh, really uh, allow me to keep my finger in the pulse of what's going on. People get it. Increasingly, they get it.
0: So just to clarify, when you walk in and you have the conversations with leaders at places like Medline and Dot Foods and O'Reilly, Strayer University, SAS, right. they're not pulling their teams off for week-long off-sites to do five-year strategic plans? they Nope.
1: Okay. Nope. Nope. They understand, as uh, Dr. Jim Goodnight says, a long-term plan weighs you down like an anchor, and you can't zig and zag. You can't be agile. You can't be nimble. So can I just repeat this list really quick for folks? I I wish you would because I'm not sure if I can remember it. So So go ahead.
0: Figure out what you do. Do it profitably. Stay debt-free. Treat everyone well. Zig and zag as required by customers, technology, capital, innovation, and then dream. Think big.
1: Focus on executing today. Because unless unless you execute today, there's not going to be a three year mark or a five year mark. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: All right. Jason Jennings, any final words for
1: us? Uh, Any final words? Uh, Yeah, Um, I I, I probably, you know, we don't sell books here. And I mean, we don't have commercials here. And I've probably mentioned this one. But this is a a real gem. These are uh, 10 companies in America that increase their revenues and profits double digits every year organically for 10 years without a miss. Then. That was the hardcover. Then we went back and we studied them for another five years. So, double digit top line and bottom line growth for a period of 15 years, including the worst, the Great Recession of 2008 and 2009. And uh, I hadn't looked at the book for a while. Wow. I mean, it is just filled with remarkable material and remarkable information. The research team did some good work. Uh, the re- Listen, I'm I'm a very fortunate guy to surround myself with great people, and my researchers have always been the best. Awesome. All right.
0: Thank you so much for that. Hey, I'd like to remind folks, uh, before you leave us, be sure and go to jason-jennings.com slash Facebook. We would appreciate you connecting with Jason right there on his Facebook page. Once again, we make it super simple to do, jason-jennings.com slash Facebook. Facebook, Like the page and connect with us there. Jason's always willing to uh, engage, answer questions if you've got them. And we le- also love to have those questions show up on the podcast as well. So you can connect there. And I will remind you that Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today calls one of the top three most in-demand speakers in the world. You can find out how to arrange to have Jason keynote your next event and leadership conference, learn about his fees and availability, check out the website. It is jason-jennings.com. And right there, you can click on the contact button, learn more about how to connect with Jason. And with that, Jason, great to be with you today. Have a great week. Safe travels. All right, you too. This is The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential.